Greyhound 16 to trap one. We found something. downloading the Kablam episode. I'm Mark. And I'm Keith. I feel like you sort of, it behoves us to exclaim Kablam, Kablam, if I can say it. That's the explanation so, mark. It's, uh, it's notes on the actual thing, the, uh, it was actually integral to the logo as well, wasn't it? Yeah, the exclamation mark was in place of the L, wasn't it, on the, uh, in the company name, but um, the name of the episode, I feel like you've got to, uh, got to exclaim it. <laughs> uh, I was looking for a new car recently, my car's very old and it started costing me a lot of money. So I'm looking for something just really small, economical, because um, I've only got like a 15-minute commute, so I just need to get me to work and play Big Finish. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I was looking for really small cars, and I was kind of looking at on the dealers' websites and stuff like that. So I thought it was a nice-looking shape. It's a Volkswagen Up, but also it's got the exclamation mark on it as well. And I thought that just sounds like it would be exhausting every time I... Uh, to refer to it. So, I thought uh, in relation to Kablam you'd had a crash or something. So. No, <laughs> thankfully not. <laughs> uh, so, how are you enjoying Series 11 so far? I'm, I'm enjoying the difference. It's been really, really different this year. It's been like new Who again. It's uh, really good. I'm, the main characters, the, the four leads, I really, really like. I think they're the highlight for me. I think that's what keeps me watching. I think they're really great, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm missing slightly the more complex storylines we used to get. But then again, it's a show primarily for kids, and I'm an old man, so it's not des- yeah. it's meant, not meant <laughs> to be for me. So I appreciate that. But but yeah, the simple story's well told, so it's been a breath of fresh air. I really enjoy them, yeah. I feel like this is possibly the most sophisticated, for want of a better word, story that we've had this season. I think it's probably the first which has actually filled its new time. I think some mm. of the previous stories were struggling to fill their actual time slot of it, which is ironic because Stephen Moffat always felt they could have done with another five minutes, and these stories felt well, just seemed, some of them done with a bit of a trim, to be honest. But Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I think it looks stunning. There's such a... I usually don't... I'm pretty... Um, I've got very cheap television, quite poor eyesight, so I don't really notice <laughs> um, the visual style. People tell me when Moffat's seasons first started that, oh, he looks so different now. I can't tell any difference. But seeing it now, you can see it's so stunningly different now. Yeah. The, the picture quality looks amazing. People have been criticising the special effects for this story, and I thought it looked absolutely amazing. Yeah, I didn't notice any... Uh, yeah, somebody actually, I saw it on Twitter, somebody actually said it was uh, terror the autumnal level of CSO. I thought... It's so yeah. no, it's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Yeah. <laughs> However, but uh, each of their own. But yeah. No, I think it, it looks beautiful. The, Especially that second episode when that desert. I thought that looked so. Oh strange. yeah, it's it great. And, Absolutely and the, amazing. The ship and everything on there. Yeah. I mean, the thing you think of with Terror of the Autons is the CSO kitchen, I guess, isn't yeah. it? That's. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think there's been any CSO as bad as that since. Yeah, well. Since <laughs> I think Underworld might. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's Underworld, isn't there? Yeah. That's one for a podcast. You do the terrible CS7. Yeah. Have a ranking here. Yeah. Uh, so, without further ado, shall we, uh, shall we watch Kablam? Kablam. Okay, if anybody's watching along at home, we are going to press play in three, two, one. Kablam. Oh, let's turn the sound down. Copyright violation. I was wondering about that because um, I was listening to a commentary on a um, podcast a couple of days ago. You could actually hear the dialogue in the background. So he thought, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's allowed." Yeah, I do like his own title, 
Yeah, I do. I like them a lot. And I like the arrangement of the, the theme tune as well. The music this year has been amazing, I have mm. to say. Very impressive. And I've finally tweaked there is a Doctor theme. But I must have been about the third episode, fourth episode till I realised what it was. Oh, I haven't. Uh, it's like it's a beautiful little underscoring when she has a moment in a lot of episodes. And I've just tweaked it now. But um, I hadn't realised until someone actually pointed it out. But uh, now I hear it. I, I, I can actually hear them doing it now. But it's, it's very subtle. Ah, I haven't noticed that. Can you hum it? Nope. Okay. <laughs> the uh, console room, what do you think? Um, it's, it's growing on me. Um, it's not my favourite of the of the new series. I think the waving bits on the top of the pillars looks vaguely pervy. It's <laughs> uh, well, our um, our friend Pete Lambert. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw on Twitter. He described it as the time sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> when you, you get the shot at the end of this episode, where yeah. it's all all sort of um, yeah clenching together. Now that's images uh, in my head. Yeah, yeah. It's never going to go now. Is it? Yeah. So this must have done your. Uh, Sylvester McCoy, Heart, The Power of Good, having a, this sort of like fairly blatant reference to the old uh, greatest show in the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, you're getting something uh, materialising in the TARDIS like that. Mm-hmm. Very nice, yeah. And, um, yeah, not dissimilar to the, uh, the ticket, um, ticket collector mm. robot, is it? It's a fez. This is uh, the first just... story really tally, sort of like a, a sniff to the past, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, apart from a little bit of Venusian Aikido, wasn't there in one of them, but uh, yeah, this is uh, it's a bit more front and centre, isn't it? I like the way she's not great at controlling the TARDIS, that's uh, it's a nice sort of throwback, isn't it? It's, uh... When she said she was... It did worry me a bit that he would sort of like give power to the uh, women driver jokes. Yeah. Which there have been some to nausing regularity, but... Uh... I kind of think, is the trouble though, that there's not many controls on that when you look at it? No, it is a bit... Uh... Mind if you look at the console in the 80s, there's about 17 buttons on it, isn't yeah. it, basically, so, until they got the new one in the Five Doctor. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh. Still, it does my heart good to see how con- the TARDIS arrive somewhere, you know? It's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, never get to the casino. No, yeah. after all those years of watching the same episodes over and over, to see it land somewhere different again is yeah. something. I do like these leads, I think they're, uh, they're excellent. Yeah. I think the thing here that she, she seems to be sort of Point. Ah, right, you can see it now. Earlier when she um, she pointed, I couldn't see that there was a planet. She's very emphatic very sometimes, isn't she, when she's doing that? Yeah. Good ideas. This is a famous lady from Coronation Street, I believe. A oh, show I've never watched, but apparently she was very good in. Ah. And died horribly. Ah, right. <laughs> Things have a fate of most people on Coronation Street, isn't it? She was in the Russell T. Davis um, drama, uh, Cucumber, wasn't she, as well, I think? I like the way the, there's things set up throughout this one, like the, the bubble wrap's right there from that first scene, isn't it, when they go, oh, they even use bubble wrap. And people say, but he's popped that, why aren't they dead? And I thought, well, it was obviously sent out before Charlie turned up, basically, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So I get the, if it's, I mean, if it's delivering a phase, it's always been hunting them down for two regenerations. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, the, the, the system having sent that, it would presumably send them a non-deadly package. Might have, I suppose the system mm. could stop sending deadly packages out, or stop yeah. them all going out, but... Well, in fact, none of the deadly ones have gone out yet, have they? That's the thing. They're all still waiting in the basement. Of course uh, not. No, they're just waiting for Yeah. Waiting for political revolution. Yeah. Do we like the robots? Yeah. No, anything with sort of like a permanent grinning face is automatically creepy, isn't it? Yeah, it's like those uh, smilers, isn't it, in the um, uh, the Beast Below? Yes. I suppose another homage to um, uh, Greatest Show as well, I suppose. 
Yeah. Bus conductor? Bus conductor. Yeah, I like the uh, bus conductor character. Tickets, please. They've got this kind of similar intonation, probably, as well, don't they? That kind of forced, jolly... I half expected this to explode when she got in it. I thought it would overload the system, but... Uh, yeah. Probably very sensibly it didn't, because it would have... <laughs> yeah. Got them on alert straight away. Well, I wondered about this. Having, it, having scanned her, um, it initially assigns the doctor to maintenance. Sending her to Charlie. Yeah, which I wondered if that was a deliberate thing to put her in the right department so that um, because the system knows that it's Charlie that's causing the problems. So um, lots of the problems and the two deaths are directly responsible of the doctor then. Yeah. <laughs> doctor Who killer. Um, but yeah, that um, that because first of all, I was thinking, well, you know, it's going to kind of um, sense that she's got um, uh, an alien and you know, kind of superior physiognomy and things like that. But um, yeah, that makes sense if it was uh, if it was a clue. But it must know of the doctor to have sent the message in the first place. Yeah, that's never really. Um... So all Max Smith's efforts of uh, erasing himself from the universe didn't work. Yeah, it's always a bit like that. Um, that thing about the Doctor being in, in databases and things, isn't it? Or in, in um, the uh, silence in the library when, when he, you know, he kind of says, well, look me up. Um, and even in the, the Saranga conundrum, uh, she talks about there being a, a volume on the, of that, um, I can't remember what the, the book was called. That, uh, oh, yeah, she goes a whole chapter. Yeah. yeah. Might even know if that's the Doctor just having a joke or not. Either, but... Yeah. So do people actually have to wear things like this in actual warehouses? Because Ryan sort of indicates that he's had something similar. Yeah, well, he says he worked for Sports Stack, hmm. which I'm guessing is a dig at Sports, Sports Direct. Direct. <laughs> yeah, which um, which for non-UK listeners, um, this is a, a sporting goods shop we have in the UK. Um, I will take your word for that. I've never frequented. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't either. Um, but in 2016, a parliamentary committee found that the staff were paid less than minimum wage that it was run like a Victorian workhouse and that workers were treated without dignity or respect. Ah. So I think that's, um, that's probably kind of a, a specific reference to that. And presumably not sponsoring this podcast. No. <laughs> oh, Alleged- yeah, allegedly, oh, yeah. Should have said allegedly. I like the doctor's disappointment when she's told that she can't climb on the conveyor belt. <laughs> As if that's, um, that's all she's been thinking about since she arrived. <laughs> and it would be irresistible would have a go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and sets up what's going to happen uh, a little bit later on with the other characters, I guess. Years ago, I used to work for the Royal Mail, and there used to be a, a, a mail shoot there, which you were forbidden to. Yeah. And everybody went down it. So the one time I worked anywhere as restrictive of this, uh, when I was at university, I worked in a factory during the summers, and that was very, it was, uh, so it worked a bank of presses that used to make um, kind of gaskets and, and rubber seals and things like that, O-rings, and um, you weren't allowed any music on, you weren't allowed to talk to anybody, it was, oh. uh, yeah, it was a bit grim, sort of, uh, in 12-hour shifts of just... Uh, so were you being chased by robots every time you had a conversation with somebody? No, it would have made it, would have made it more interesting. Have they got three fingers? Yeah, it looks like it, doesn't it? First time she did that kind of salute thing, I generally thought they were giving the Vs, but I don't know if that's it. 
It's a, the way their eyes look friendly when it, they're in a well-lit place and then look really sinister when it's a bit sort of dark and, and unlit like this. Have we had the mention of robophobia yet? Yes, yeah, I think that was as they left. Because uh... a big finish called robophobia, isn't there? There is. Yeah. I think it's the one that, well, no, it's the one that introduces Liv. So. Right. Happy, smiling Liv. Yeah. There we are, Doctor. You've condemned all those people yeah. by swapping your job. <laughs> now, here's a cheerful lady. Here's Kira. Mm. Lovely, sweet, innocent. <laughs> yeah, I've actually written laid on a bit thick. <laughs> um, definitely, I mean, as soon as um, she started being so nice, and as soon as the other chap started getting his, uh, talking about his daughter and getting the harp thing out of yeah. necklace out, I knew they were both doomed from the start. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think Kira was going to die, because um, she's just too nice, isn't she? And, and she's so grateful for any compliment, and she's mm. so wistful that the one time she ever got a present, and it was, uh, it was just something from the HR person at work. Could you imagine working with her? Uh... <laughs> Maybe not, maybe not a full shift, yeah. Yeah, I think that... Uh... It took me a while to place the actress as well. Um, I thought, I've watched her in something really recently and uh, I realised it was um, the adaptation of Vanity Fair that just finished right. recently. I mean, she's uh, very good because she's um, mm. dealing lines which are basically quite... <sighs> What's the word? Exposition. It's fluffy, yeah. yeah. And she's doing it in a way which isn't really irritating. So. Mm. But I think the uh, the characters of this, this what we're supposed to be called in the Chibnall years have been small cast and quite well drawn, ones, haven't they? So. Yeah. It's it's when you either get um, you either get no sort of collateral deaths, do you, or like some uh, some like this and the woman who fell to earth. There's just some some uh, like the poor security guard in the woman who fell to earth who gets off the phone to his granddaughter. <laughs> Uh, and then he's almost... They don't have female killed, relatives because yeah. you're doomed if you do. Yeah. yeah. Just watching him, man. <laughs> yeah, this is the trouble. You always get, um, always get to the point of that. So, yeah, the actress is called Claudia Jesse, and she played Amelia in, uh, in Vanity Fair. Uh-huh. I find it hard sometimes to recognise people if you've watched them in, like, a period thing. Um, you know, the kind of all the hair and the costume's very different. So. Different without the frock. yeah. I think Ryan's quite taken with it. Yeah. You can see his point, though. He wants to travel the universe and he's ended up back more or less where he started from, just in a different location. Yeah. I suppose they can be more courageous, though, because they don't actually have to rely on income. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they don't mind um, bucking the rules a bit. It's easy to be a rebel when you've got nothing to lose, isn't it? Yeah. This is Lee Mack. Lee Mack. I quite like Lee Mack. I like him on um, uh, Would I Lie to You? Do you like his performance uh, in this? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. He, he does act as well, doesn't he? He's in a sitcom. Um, I've never watched it, but I think it's called Not Going Out. Um, Apparently he's a big Doctor Who fan, so... Yeah, it was in the Doctor Who magazine or somewhere I read that he's got his own TARDIS. Um, so <laughs> he filmed, uh, he filmed an audition on his mobile phone with his TARDIS right. and sent it into Chris Chibnall and that was how he won the part. Yeah. Expensive way to get a job. Yeah. Hmm. I suppose what I lie to you, it's, uh, it's another programme with some punctuation in it, isn't it? Maybe that's one of his... Uh... <gasps> it's 
Because then you're doing shows of punctuation. Yeah. Must limit his employment opportunities. We should, yeah. Plus, we should have the rising question and intonation as well when we say, Would I lie to you? <laughs> oh, it's got a medal. He's doomed. doomed. Yeah. Did you think? I thought this, uh, this sort of um, pendant was going to come in handy. Because they, they, they mention how what it's made of and how it will outlast everything. I thought it was going to be something they would need. Jam to, it in the works or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that it would, um, it would yeah, be something shoved into a computer or it, it would be a way of, um, I don't know, I overriding think, a robot or something. Just think how horrible it would be to have a poster of yourself up at work all the time. It would be really yeah. <laughs> <sound> embarrassing. <laughs> we have to have our pictures up, like your nursing yeah. team. And uh, I hate mine. I'm desperate trying to stretch my chins out. Yeah. It's so super silly, isn't it? It's awful. <laughs> the thought of having a massive great poster up there would be even worse. Yeah. Oh, look, a high-vis jacket. I was on an advert once for... Uh, I used to work for NatWest Bank. Mm-hmm. Was right. on one of their adverts, yeah. Not um, like I was in a, in a scene. You could see me sort of moving around. I wasn't, like, oh. talking or front and centre on it. Yeah. It was looking glamorous in the background, were you? Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I do like Yaz she's quite good fun she's probably the most underwritten of all the regulars but uh, especially after last week she's definitely come into her own a bit hasn't she yeah yeah and I think there's um, we're obviously going to see a bit more of a family I imagine um, absolutely quite funny wasn't it yeah the father was really good so I think this has been my favourite story so far and I think um, Arachnids was my um, favourite up until this one mm. I tend to like the more traditional sort of Monster of the Week stories. Yeah, I think I think Rosa, Demons of the Punjab, and this would be vying for the top spot. For I admired Rosa, so. but it's not one I would watch again in a hurry. No. Because it's just too distressing. And same with last week's. It was a show I really admired. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit there after a hard day and work and, oh, let's watch a... Uh, it's got an emotional kick to it, hasn't it? Watch a fun story uh, about religious persecution or... Yeah. I mean, I thought Rosa beautifully made, but... Mm. I say it's not one I'm going to sit down and watch again in a hurry. Well, it's creepy spiders or killer robots, so I'm quite happy to watch. Yeah. I think I like my science fantasy fantastic. Yeah. And here's an obvious villain who was rather pleasingly not. Yeah, definitely. He's very... Uh, he's dressed and acts like uh, like he's going to be the villain, doesn't he? Nice to see the beard survives to the far future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll date it quicker than anything, the bald head and the beard. <laughs> yeah. And it's nice to know he's just being horrible because he's not very nice. Mm. Well, he could be just be cross because he's, um, he knows that all these people are disappearing, isn't he? So. Yeah, that's it. He's going to be suspicious of anything mm. new coming in and, and anything that's... Um... Well, this may be a bit a little preachy, maybe, but... Yeah... I don't know, this is, I think from his point of view, though, this is bound to be raising his suspicions, isn't it? But she's quite good at, as this doctor of, like, picking the wrong people and having a go at the wrong folks, isn't she? So, she's mm. like, she's quite horrible to these two, who are actually essentially the good guys. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, another story, she sort of, like, had to apologise to, uh, to that medical team, didn't she? she had to yeah, the, to um, the, the, the guy in... Um... I think that's quite a... Sort of heart and a less trade. People keep saying, oh, she's very Davidson, but I think, I don't think she is. Mm. Did you see that lovely um, video for Children in Need? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was really wasn't nice, it? wasn't it? Really good. Yeah. She's got that thing of being great with kids, hasn't mm. she? That, they uh, all have that. You can see they were all uh, yeah. really good with them. 
And most of the Doctor actors are like that as well, to be fair. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah. How about one day I just really hates people being... <laughs> Spooky robots. Soon, they, soon they ride, soon the lights go down, they do become incredibly... Yeah, it's a good design like that. I think it, it throws the features into a bit more shadow and, and the eyes look more sinister because they're... Uh... It's nice that the eyes glow all the time, so it's not... An indication that, like a robot to death, when they start glowing, they're, they're going nasty, isn't it? So yeah, or they don't turn red or anything like the like the so this or something. Charlie well. has set. Has he set the robots out to do him in then, or is it? Or is it the system trying to? No, because the system wants to alert them, doesn't it? So it must be. But the robots must be under instruction to do him in because he's gone to the lower levels, and is risking discovering the army, presumably. But I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Why he gets killed? Yeah, because. The other people that have gone missing that that Kira mentions, uh, Charlie is testing the the glooperizer. Yeah, the, the 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 bubble wrap technology, <laughs> but at the same time, the system is trying to draw attention to what's happening. So, have they done in somebody who's close to one of the Doctor's friends to try and is it has the system done that in order to help point them the right way? No, then there was loads of things which I thought were plot holes, which I actually, on second watch, I really thought, no, it just wasn't me paying attention. Mm. But um, so watching it again now, I'm still not quite sure. Yeah, because they don't chase her. They let her go back mm. to the Doctor. But they've obviously done him in, haven't they? Yeah. But is that so that Yaz knows that something is going on and will go back to the Doctor and say, something's going on, people are going missing? Because the system doesn't know that Kira's going to tell her that. But if the system's in charge of talking robots, why don't you just go, um, there's something going on here? <laughs> yeah, why don't the... Da- yeah, the... If the system could write to help me, why can't he just say, well, Char- for your information, Charlie is downstairs, yeah. <laughs> he's just planning on killing you know, quite a lot of people. Would you mind? That's like ghost stories, isn't it? When, and if um... the robots can kill that chap, why doesn't he just get the robots to kill Charlie? Yeah, well, like, they do try and do that when once they're in, um, oh, yes, in the office right, later yeah. on, don't they? Um, but yeah, I get your point. It's, it's like ghost stories when ghosts start leaving very cryptic messages and things like that instead of just saying, this guy killed me or something. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I won't just write it in blood on the wall, I'll just throw a ball downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> I do like Graham. Yeah, I, th- I think he's been very good in this series, hasn't he? Yeah. I think him and Grace at the beginning were lovely. Yeah. People are saying, will his cancer come back at the end? I was thinking, oh, I do hope not. No. They're such a jolly bunch, you'd quite like them to be. Yeah, you'd like a couple of series out of them at least, wouldn't you? Yeah. And it's been a big surprise they're in every story. Because there were sort of mm. like rumours that a couple of them would be in certain time periods or like someone would just be living at home where like as regulars like uh, Jackie or something like that. But no, they're all, yeah. all travelling companions. And I think particularly with uh, with Bradley Walsh, because he films like a daily um, daily TV quiz show, daytime quiz show, mm, that his schedule might not allow for that. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, they say he's in every, in every single episode. He's missed quite a lot of the... Um the travelling things, as he didn't get to go to America when they were doing the uh, Comic Con and stuff. But uh, yeah, I suppose that's the price he has to pay. Mm-hmm. He's probably happy with the remuneration instead. Yeah, it's such a strange image having a mop in bucket outside, doesn't it? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I 
again the doctor's face when uh, when when Kira and Charlie meet them she she does that Aww. they're getting the money's worth of that outside shot aren't they yeah <laughs> lovely office I like this anyway she she wears that high vis vest over her coat yeah and um, you can't really see it apart from the back it's not really doing yeah because I did wonder yeah. why she got away with not wearing one then I realised she was obviously yeah but the colours of it just go with the scheme now mm. They're looking suspicious. This ten uh, percent employment thing always seems very plausible, doesn't it? You can just imagine it's the sort of uh, thing a company would do just to uh, yeah for their image. But it's actually the law, though, isn't it? They've, but uh, have the, the rights, yeah. yeah, that they've uh, yeah they they have to ten percent of the workforce has to be organic. <laughs> it's like Sarah Jane's mm. neighbours in uh, Keenan and Company. We all. Uh, we're, we are good guys, but we'll act really suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> we'll look incredibly furtive for no reason. Yeah. Come on. I'd love to see that written down. <laughs> it's, it's good, because he, he sort of talks a little in a little while, doesn't he? He says, well, there's no other authorities, there's nobody I can go to. I'm, I'm having to investigate this myself, so I don't know who I can trust. It, uh, um, and then from, um, from the other lady's point of view... She finds out that no no shuttles arrived or anything like that, mm. so it's uh, it's good. There should be there's that level of mutual mistrust. Uh, and then this bit about hiding in a panelled alcove is uh, <laughs> is a great line. Bit of a farce. They didn't actually know where they were though, because the ankle things could actually uh, tell them. There's no they're in the office. They could tell them they're hiding in the wall. Yeah, mind you, they've got. How many dead people who are just lying in a bucket downstairs and they think they're still working, don't yeah. they? Just must acknowledge that they're about rather than. Well, no, that's not true because they actually say we've had a discovery location from that, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose it's just whenever she actually looks them up, isn't it? To see, yeah. Uh, like, you think they'd be following them quite intently now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10,000 employees are not the one that's actually sat in the office in front of you, it's probably the ones you'd uh, be the most focused on. Yeah. That was kind of the architect, wasn't it? Yeah. Just build some panels. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's for storage, doesn't it? But um, it's just empty if they put some boxes or something in there. If, um... I wonder if it was to screen grabs of the bottles in the background and see what they say. Yeah. It always amazes me. So, like, an episode finishes and people have not only will have screen grabs and, like, um, memes and gifts and sort of all created, they've actually, like, investigated what's written in the background. Yeah. It? Yeah, because even, I think I've, I've watched um, the Taranga conundrum twice and I hadn't spotted all those other aliens on the... No, somebody, no, I hadn't clue until somebody actually um, put this year pictures on. Yeah, I had not spotted that. It's very, very quick. But it's modern age. Yeah. Yeah, that's just for the people who are uh, pausing it and examining every every frame, isn't it? <laughs> I'm pleased to say I've not quite... Uh, Got to that level of, uh, no. <laughs> of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like Graham trying to be, uh, trying to be subtle. Yeah. Yeah. But you wonder if Charlie's just going, I know what you're up to. Yeah, but he now wouldn't. we know he's a villain, he's sort of like it. Uh, yeah, when you watch it again, but he, he wouldn't suspect that they're, they're here to investigate anything, would he? Because he wouldn't know that. I don't think he knows yet that the system is on to him. Or fighting back. So I guess he probably thinks he's just getting away with it. 
nighttime mode. Yeah. This uh, twirly that we're going to meet in a little while, I really like the uh, the original little delivery mm. bot. Not very well displayed, is it? <laughs> it's no. just lying flat. Yeah. <laughs> it's <having> propped up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there should be in a frame on the wall, shouldn't there, I suppose? Bing. That's the Tilt of the head. Yeah. Yes, I had a hollow laugh at this moment when they're talking about uh, paperwork being retro, I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it certainly isn't. Nice to see a filing cabinet back in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she does that... Um, the orb gesture. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like a sort of on guard, isn't it, the way mm. she does it? People seem to really love that, or find it really irritating, don't they? There's no middle ground on that. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose all the doctors have had their own little flourish, haven't they, with it? Uh, I think some people are just determined that. to be irritated by everything on it. Mm. Yeah, I like this line. Problem with conspiracies, there's so much to think about. <laughs> Is that um, costume different again? I think the um, rainbows look a bit more muted, or do you think it's just the lighting? Uh, I hadn't noticed that. I do like this character. She sort of uh, fights a corner, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she's trying to sort of look after people as best she can. I wonder if the uh, missing extras are just members of the production team. Yeah, I know. I never looked at that. Yes, it sneaked some uh, sneaked some names in there that meant meant something. She's still looking incredibly shifty for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose if somebody's attacking you, like she's bound to be a bit uh, unhappy. Yeah, I thought that that terminal on the desk looks very um, kind of retro, doesn't it? Or mm. sort of uh, twisty dials. Yeah, <laughs> looks Good like that twisty dials. Something in the sixties or seventies that they would imagine would be futuristic. Mm. Yeah, the party's all here. Makes you wonder what yeah. story uh, Charlie and Soldier then, because obviously. Yeah, to her sympathy. We do, yeah, we don't get that, do we? Because um, there's a suggestion that it's sort of disadvantaged people, like mm. um, Kira suggested she's an orphan and things like that. Especially when there's so many, by implication, there's been like uh, millions of unemployed on this planet. Yeah. So he's obviously done something to attract mm. her attention. Not just like looking. Yeah. So yeah, this uh, <laughs> if the uh, yeah. the robot had got him here. How would the story have played out? Well, presumably, that yeah. um, they'd have gone... Well, I don't know. The uh, power bill that was still gone, so they'd have... Uh, yeah, they'd have... Gone anyway. They would have eventually made their way down to the... Uh, Might have saved Kira's life, though. Yeah. Being distracted is getting very um, horror-fang rock outside, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the weather's getting a bit... Uh, it's, uh, yeah. It's a typical wet and miserable Cumbrian night. But the lighting on this is excellent, isn't it? It's like we've had three sort of like um, colour changes. Yeah, and it's all sort of it's all been plot driven. Mm. Yeah, because there's there's I guess probably not that many sets on this, is there? There's the yeah. uh... so they've all been very contained stories. Mm. Even sort of like 
stories with great vistas, like uh, last week was a Punjab. It was still basically focused inside that barn, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it, yeah, and on a small number of characters. Hmm. I wonder if he's twigged. Charlie must do by now. So which yeah. of the regulars do you like the best, then? Which is your favourite character? I don't know, I like them all. Um, I think they all bring something different, don't they? Yeah. I, I think... Um, I think Graham, when when he sort of he does that, I was saying this uh, last week. Uh, he does that sort of Bernard Cribbin sort of like restrained emotion thing. Oh, that bit with the doomed husband was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was really exceptional acting. Um, when he does those sort of scenes, or, or when he realizes that he has that they have to take part in the uh, you know the famous incident with Rosa Parks, mm. um, he, I think he pulls those bits off very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess that's he's. he's Probably, you know, the more experienced actor, you know, out of the uh, the companions sort of thing. I bet big finish on happy. Think they have to uh, recreate these years and have to get, try and get four actors for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they've done it with the Peter Davison years, haven't they? So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's, there's no real gaps yet, isn't there? I suppose she could be pootling off and having solo adventures, but. Uh. Yeah, there's, well, after the. Um, when they arrive back for. Arachnids in the UK. She, uh, the sort of suggestion that they've had a good few attempts there to um, to get back before they made it, uh, and then last week they they referenced an unseen adventure with the, I think it said the Dead Eyed Turtle Army, <laughs> something like that. So uh, yeah, there's there's a bit of scope for the, the books and the comics and Big Finish. So it was first time I was sort of like hadn't quite twigged why they're doing this, but it's so I think we worked out it's the sister basically spiting Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I think it's to, because the box doesn't arrive in the cell where Kira is until it's being witnessed by um, the Doctor's friends. So I think... So I was presuming that the other, most of the other disappeared people have been like, also, like, lured away on this pretense. Well, I think... Because they've all ended up in the same gloopy area. They must all have been in a, a similar area when they got zapped. Yeah, I, I think most of the people that have gone missing, Charlie takes credit for because he says he was... Testing. Testing. I think um, Dan is ambiguous. I think it might be the system that killed Dan because Yaz was there mm. to try and tip them off as what was going on. But Kira, yeah, it's um, Kira's killed so that they can see that the bubble wrap is deadly. The system is showing them that the bubble wrap's deadly. But why it didn't take why one of the robots didn't stand inside that cell with the one way mirror um and, and once they were there detonate the bubble wrap thereby saving a human life. <laughs> um because I mean this is something that has caused a bit of controversy, isn't it? I've seen on Twitter that the doctor comes down on the side in the end she says something like the system isn't the problem it's the people oh. which I don't know if people are reading that as capitalism, capitalism isn't the problem I think she's specifically talking about the computer system here but it's a computer system that will willingly kill a member of staff to draw attention to the fact, I mean, to the greater danger that this army of um, and also it stops people talking and stuff like that and interacting and stuff. I mean, the robots yeah. interacting naturally fairly horrible, aren't they? I think yeah, I think that's um, yeah, that's fairly automated. I think, isn't it, to some extent? Um, that's it's just all doing, part of the system. That's just doing what your boss would do at work, though. 
But I love, I do love the um, like the jolly way it does it when it goes, great conversation, guys, and that kind of thing. Uh, reminded me a bit of, um, did you used to watch Drop the Dead Donkey? Oh, I do, yes. It reminded me of Gus off that a bit, that kind of... Um, Immorality. Yeah. yeah, and that kind of great conversation, and all that kind of... Uh, the way it says it. Yes, he was... Uh... <laughs> I like how grateful she is. She's shown into this bare cell. And yeah, she goes, really, really grim. And, yeah. she, and she smiles and goes, thanks. <laughs> and she goes, what is it? <laughs> I think she's taking naivety to a bit of a level. But... <laughs> it doesn't look like a cell, and that has been designed for a reason, that room. Yeah. I wonder if this is a bit of criticising with the conveyor belts and stuff. This... I have to say, it, I think it looks really good. Yeah, I do as well, yeah. I think uh, this is kind of... Uh... It's kind of a big effect shot, isn't it? When you get the, the shot of um, of the whole room and all the different conveyor belts and everything like that. Uh, yeah, as they come down this, um, come down the slope now. Yeah, I think that looks amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's a, cl- a clever way. They, they remind you about the bubble wrap on that bit even. They say, you know, the parcel's wrapped in bubble wrap. Yeah. It's another little reminder. The bubble wrap's in all these boxes. It's in all these parcels. I suppose it's, going back to what we were saying before, it's part of the sophistication of the script yeah. that, like, people... Like there's a nasty boss, but he's not actually evil. Yeah, there's um, he's just a boss. Yeah, best, but she's perhaps not yeah. done everything. The system is fairly horrible, but it's not actually trying to kill thousands, and thousands of people. Yeah, so I suppose it's. But yeah, it, you'd think it would have some kind of protocol where it wouldn't be able to kill anybody, um, even if it is to save loads of other people. Yeah. I mean, class, even when. Uh, um, Quill uses that lad to, um, to fire the gun and ends up being killed himself. Even the doctor sort of gives a irreproachful look for mm. doing that, whereas this, basically, the doctor just lets the system get away with murdering Kira. Yeah. Yeah, and they can understand why that's, why that's difficult, especially in a series where the doctor hasn't tackled a lot of things. Um, she saved her friends and... and but But, yeah, not really... Not tackled like the the Trump um, character in the Rackings in the UK and things like that. I think the theory about his returning at the end of the season is looking a bit unlikely now. Unless, yeah. unless he's in the very last story or something. We don't think we know much about that, do we? No. No, but it seems like it's set on an alien planet, so it's probably unlikely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just uh, go back a little bit from where we were. I really like Ryan giving Charlie a high five and nearly <laughs> killing him. Yeah. In effect, pushing him off, yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. So another bit that made me think when I watched it the second time, you know, how would the story have played out if Ryan had killed Charlie? Um, you know, I guess kind of would have been incredibly guilty at that point. But then if they discovered that he was this mass murderer um, who, who, you know, planned, you know, further atrocity, how that would have played out. So each of their action though is taking them further downstairs. And they, yeah. they'd have teleported down anyway because they're doing this independent of Charlie. Yeah. So they would still have discovered the army, so. Twirly's great. This yeah. um, the it really reminded me of the talky toaster from Red Dwarf. Um, I thought that was going to be like a running gag where it, they'd run around with it and it was constantly going to try and sell them things and, and upselling them. I like the line later when it's talked about her blood pressure. I thought that's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people with your uh, yeah. blood pressure usually buy this. Yeah, it reminds me of South Pacific. I think there's a song that mentions Whirly and Twirly. Ah, uh, right. She's good in getting good at these intense moments, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Graham. <laughs> I 
I think this feels a bit added in just for a bit of jeopardy, doesn't it? When they start yeah. firing lasers, because you think when the lasers start firing, yeah, yeah, because um, it's meant to be just for, like for decontamination. That would be mainly be germs, would be whereas a mm. laser gun wouldn't yeah. <laughs> would be like yeah. the classic example of overkill, wasn't it? It's but it's not the yeah, it's not like a sort of a field or anything that would kill all the germs. Yeah. It's just random random bolts. And there's a massive pile of rubbish at the end of it anyway. So as decontamination goes, it's not entirely clean. Yeah. And Charlie, at this point, must know how to get down here safely without mm. all this. Um, I suppose it's reason that he's still trying to act. Um, that he doesn't know. Yeah, and, he, and I think he's still trying to save Kira at this point, isn't he? That's his overriding... Oh, course, yeah. um, you know, that he genuinely did have feelings for her. Well, that'll teach him. <laughs> So this is probably just a car park, isn't it? But it's yeah. quite atmospheric. Yeah. Cardiff car park. Mm-hmm. I keep getting in my head that they're filming in Sheffield, which they're not. They're still filming in um, Cardiff, aren't they? But yeah, it's not so kind of identified as Sheffield now. It's sort of like... Uh, yeah, I guess the... Um, which I don't know why, because they never kept assuming the other series were filmed in London. I knew the world. But. Yeah. They're just, just some of the exteriors in Sheffield, aren't they? He's kind of gone. <laughs> Another little bit of uh, Venusian Aikido. This is reaction that sells it, though, isn't it? Yeah. I've never warmed to you. She says something like that in uh, Rosa, doesn't she? The the policeman that comes to the motel room. Mm. She says something like, "Oh, I didn't warm to him," or something like that. <laughs> so I quite like he's not the villain. I think he would have been too obvious, but then yeah. Let's face it, in the past, who's never really swerved away from no. being too obvious. <laughs> so how many villains wear black? I mean, yeah. But I must admit, I've enjoyed the sort of like uh, the Rebels of Deathy type vibe on this and the more classic Who vibe. Mm. So this is all Charlie's victims, presumably. Yeah. Yeah, I think these are Charlie's victims. So presumably when Kira gets zapped, there's a big pile of goop on the floor where she's been. Yeah, but they don't go into the room, do they? Yeah. We don't see a dripping furniture. Yeah. I've been watching too many horror films recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the results. But it's like robots to death in that it's not the robots in of themselves, is it? It's somebody manipulating them. That's a brilliant image. That's yeah. Now then, when she opened the box and she saw the bubble wrap, did you think autons? Well, I didn't didn't think autons, but I thought that the bubble wrap was going to wrap itself around the face, a, yeah. a face and asphyxiate her. No. Yeah, definitely. No, I have to say with plastic robots and stuff, I did think. Yeah. System. Oh, it must be the nesting. Oh, that must be autons. Yeah. No, yeah, as I said, I thought it was going to do like the uh, daffodil spray thing and go straight around the face. But yeah. But it's a clever thing because... Oh, no, it didn't actually. That would be far better. Having the popping stuff. Yeah. Because nobody can resist bubble wrap, can they? So it's, um, it's, it's a beautiful... Uh... Possibly putting plastic over faces is not the best example to give to kids either. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Rosa Killer Postman. Yeah. It's, um, it is a great scene, isn't it? I wonder how many there actually were and how many of these are CGI'd. Well, we've seen at least... We've seen a couple. We've seen about we've three seen in one shot, maybe. Maybe, maybe in reception. Literally two standing at the side of the desk, wasn't there? Yeah. Maybe some of the a cardboard cutouts like they used to do with the Daleks <laughs> in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> some shots even look quite skeletal, don't they? Mm-hmm. Now, how he knows it's all got different contents when all the boxes are the same, I don't know. 
Because all the same boxes, you think they'd have different sized boxes or something, I suppose that would just make the replication difficult, but... Mm. Oh, bless her. <laughs> yeah. Like a really spiteful... <laughs> that's, that's some disappointing... Uh... Mm. I'm not sure I'd have removed the bubble wrap if it had been my first instinct to be given an empty box. I think I'd have no. probably just flouted it. Mm. But, uh, yeah, there she goes. She's gone. Again, they've built this place, the architect built it with a two-way mirror down here for some reason, so... Yeah. <laughs> again, that's not going to be for a nice reason. No, it's, it's going to be for interrogating yeah, what he's like isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but I think for kids, that, you know, bubble wrap is, is something they're going to have lying around the house that they can play with, isn't it? It's oh, a cool uh, thing. Because my Amazon addiction, I've got a house full of stuff. Yeah, well, this is it. And polystyrene uh, bits. Because it plays on that excitement of getting a parcel as well, doesn't it? Which um, It's like that when you're a kid, but it never really leaves you. Um, especially as Doctor Who collectors. It would a Christmas episode, actually, wouldn't it? it been, uh, yeah. They just turned them into Christmas presents or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, as Doctor Who collectors, it's always exciting to get a little parcel, isn't it? If it's uh, <laughs> going to be a book or a, a figure or... A, a week, almost a weekly big finish, I seem to get these days. Yeah. And with... Five point five inch figures pre-ordered, so that'll be on its way. Oh, you've thirteen doctor. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've pre-ordered mine as well. Yeah. Be big dolly, but uh, I think um, the, the proper size as well. Yeah, the uh, is it the Who shop where it seems to be sort of creating like a false scarcity thing. They said we've only got five left. We've only got four left. Oh, and then um, well, I fell for that when they examined them. Yeah, <laughs> well, then, <laughs> and then I think it was like the next day they said, "Oh, we've secured some more stock." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I fell for it as well. I, I ordered one. Um, I think the due early December. So, uh, and you you relaxed on the season twelve, weren't you? So I know. I, I'm yeah, not getting uh, not getting caught out like that again. You're always explaining his uh, theory. Mm. Although I don't think he's. I think my understanding was what they said originally is that ten percent of the workforce here had to be um, humans. Whereas he seemed to be saying that ten percent of the population. Is employed here, but that can't be right because only no, ten thousand people. No, I assume just they had to have ten percent humans yeah. working there, and presumably he's, he's worried about it being reduced. So in other places, mm. it must be the same. Yeah, but it's not even morally ambigu- ambiguous. It's like sort of killing all those people just to make a point. It's just yeah, blatant terrorism and barking mouth. Yeah, it? and it would make you reluctant to buy a parcel of them again, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's it. He's, he's more likely to put all these people out of business, uh, out of out of a job if the uh, if the company goes under. But if people get this parcel and then the robots disappear again anyway, mm. and most people have like empty packaging in the house anyway, would people actually put two and two together and realise it was the yeah. <laughs> parcels the, the system doing it in the first place? No, you wouldn't necessarily, would you? Yeah, you just uh, they might just think it was spontaneous human combustion and. <laughs> Actually, presumably the uh, PR department of uh, Kablam would be like trying to cover it up fairly uh, yeah. enthusiastically as well. Well, I suppose he was expecting to survive and he would expect to make a grand announcement, presumably. Mm. But I'm quite glad it was the, the less obvious characters he was doing. Yeah, definitely. And and he's very, very Doctor Who having bubble wrap, isn't it? You know, you making the everyday scary and yeah, that kind it's of very thing. Yeah, very meta as well. Yeah, it's um, 
And as as loads of people on Twitter were pointing out, it's it's almost, it's also kind of a nice nod to the arc in space and mm. things like that that have used um, bubble wrap to try and be scary in the past. Different inside joke. Yeah. I mean, on the um, 12th um, season um, box set, the Philip Hinchcliffe sort of like, is very apologetic for the bubble wrap and keep going, well, at the time, it was very new. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in Rooms of the Daleks that... Um, the uh, the device that the uh, oh the plasma globe the, yes. the, uh, the, 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 the uh, time manipulator or something yes. like that and it was again it was just new technology on the market yes there's police training out keeping people in holes going out the window there yeah I thought that I think she'd be able to um, yeah keep somebody in a in a half Nelson or whatever it's I called I think she wasn't being distracting definitely so I think she was yeah yeah this is the uh, with your current medical conditions uh, browse Blood pressure medication. I wonder if there's going to be uh, twirly toys in. Yeah. Maybe they should have took twirly with them. It could have been a new sort of handles or canine type character. That, that big sort of bat of dead people there. I mean, Charlie hasn't built that, has he? There's obviously like <laughs> yeah. a reason for that to exist. I remember looking at this a bit too deeply. But... Yeah. Ever since that moment in uh, Galaxy Quest when there's this. Stupid engine without a really dangerous bit. And one of the characters said, Why would somebody build this? Yeah. <laughs> from that moment on, I was always thinking, Why would you build that? So if you bought, bought a plasma screen telly, it's not going to fit in that box. No. Maybe they don't have plasma screen TVs. No, and I'm thinking there's 3D projectors and uh, VR headsets and things. I don't get really why she blows them up, though. You'd think just um, that they delivered to their current position. For a dramatic climax. Yeah. Nice to see somebody actually get killed, though, because villains have been... Well, people have been getting away with it, really, haven't they? Yeah. Um, That's a bloodthirsty old-fashioned Doctor Who fan. I like to see my enemies vanquished and blown to bits. Yeah. It's uh, other speculation about people that might come back. Charlie isn't coming back, is he? Might do if he could have teleported at the last minute. Yeah. Don't know, he didn't look like he was going to teleport. No, you wouldn't scream like that, really, would you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I kind of didn't get why they um, why they blew themselves up. They could have just have collected all the. the um, had, yeah, this is a bit we've seen the other uh, ways. Everybody's having a lovely holiday, and everything's yeah. going to be marvelous now. I think that chap should have just rolled his eyes in the back and like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Because it says something here, like um, they're, com- they're closing down for a month, mm. um, but and everyone's getting two weeks paid holiday. You think, what about the other two weeks? Mm. Maybe they're training all the new staff. Maybe yeah. they're getting, yeah. but uh, maybe not. <laughs> Somebody described that as a lipstick going up on that. Yeah. I do like the blue. I seem to imagine it being more purple when I first saw it. But... Like the, yeah. the lighting slightly differently than like it used to do with the uh, Tenant. Mm. Yeah, they used to light that one too. They like match green and sometimes it was gold, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the idea was they'd match a little bit what was outside, didn't they? Mm. It was, uh, I quite like this. Yeah. This was like the policewoman's like, wanting to have, like, give the bad news to somebody. That's sort of like yeah. quite nice for a character. Mm. Now, the big question is do you ship the Doctor any else? Uh, I hadn't really thought about it. Oh, there was a big debate. Um, on Twitter about uh, whether they're the two to ship. Ah, I haven't. I've missed that. I've, uh... 
I've missed the boat. I've missed the ship. I'm not seeing other <laughs> wiggly things on the top now. No. It's in any. It's um. It's the first time you've really seen it as well. There's a little bit at the very end of last week's episode. You could see one of them move, and you could mm. sort of um, extrapolate that they were all moving down up and time up and down in time with the time rotor. But I think that children in Egypt uh, was the first decent glimpse of the console room we've had when actually when the little girl wedded. I think that was the first decent shot we'd had of it. Really. Yeah. Yeah, that was a. It was a nice scene like um, that one. Yeah. We all thought the opening titles were blurred on the first episode, but uh, no, it's how they look. Yeah. So we've got uh, the Witch Finders next week. Yeah. I'm going to have that as down as I'll probably admire it rather than enjoy it, because anything yeah. like that is sort of based on real horrible events. I always find a bit um, distressing, probably a bit far, but uh, probably a bit grim. Yeah. Do you think they'll do um, a pure historical... I really hope not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I know it's uh, fashionable to say, oh, I love the historicals, but I don't. I like monsters and spaceships. That's why I watched Doctor Who in the first place. Yeah. So when I... I mean, I watched the Hartnell pure historicals, but um, they're not my go-to. No. Never have been, so... Uh, I think it'd be interesting how they would do a modern one. Mm. And I think if, if any series could do it, it's this current series, because the focus has been on escaping the situation or keeping history intact um, rather than, uh, you know, kind of toppling any... But living in England, we're not short of the odd historical drama all nine, are we? So, whereas series with monsters and spaceships and things are a lot more rare, so... Yeah. I want to watch Victoria, I'll watch Victoria. True. Yeah. Good point. But then again, big Finnish Duke historical stories and I usually quite enjoy those, so... Yeah. I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, be um, be interesting to see that one. As, uh, the, the next time trailers give very, very little away, I think, even compared to... And that's been quite worthy as well, because one great advantage of this series is the fact we've known very little about, we've mm. found practically nothing about the stories. Yeah. So, in fact, it even felt a bit disappointing when we actually discovered something in advance now. I've quite enjoyed yeah. the not knowing, so... Uh... Yeah, that's been very good. And the uh, I know you don't read Doctor Who magazine, but the, the Doctor Who magazine previews, um, have got even less detail than usual. They're, they're just sort of um, usually little bits about who's in it um, and little kind of tidbits from the writer about their influences and, and things like that, more than anything else. Another example of its redundancy. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be without the Doctor Who magazine. I wouldn't be without it. But we've got the internet now. There's a, there's a lot of very good writing in the Doctor Who magazine. And I'm running out of house, so something had yeah. to go, and I decided it was that. So. Yeah, I'm <laughs> thinking when I, whenever I get myself an iPad, I, I'm going to have to go uh, digital with the Doctor Who magazine because I've got issues going back to, I think 1990 was when I started buying it. Uh, I've got every issue since then, so yeah, I do need to do something. I keep thinking with the big finish, I'm going to have to go to download eventually because I'm, I'm literally running out of space. So Yeah. I thought that was your retirement plan. Yeah, but if I can't actually get into the house anymore... It's a bit I thought you were going to build a house out of them, was that not Yeah, it's a pyrrhic victory, really. <laughs> yeah. I thought your plan was to construct a, um, your own dwelling out of uh, big, be. big finish CD cases. A quick way to give myself section. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good episode, I enjoyed that. As I say, it's probably been my favourite of the year so far, so. Very good. Good good one to choose uh, to uh, to discuss with you then. Must have been written in the stars. Yes. 
so where can our listeners find you on Tinternet? And usually on Twitter as 50DW50. Um, you can find me as at Trap1 underscore. Uh, you can like the Trap1 page on Facebook and you can find all the previous podcasts, including all the ones with Keith in, Hooray. at trap1.podbean.com or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Join me next week. I'll be talking about The Witchfinders with Kate Coleman. Uh, so hopefully you'll tune into that one. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.